0: Hey, uh, welcome everybody to episode 15.5 of Eat, Drink, Write, and Urban Fantasy Whiteboard, which is mini episode five. I think we're mini episode five. We are going to, okay, because we have been talking about our paragraph writing for so long, I thought it might be fun for us to read some of what we've come up with. Please bear in mind, this is not edited. This is just what we do is one of us will start a paragraph and send it. The other one will read it, add on to it and send it back. There's no editing. There's no rereading. There's no anything. It's just to get our writing juices going, our flow going, our creative spark going. So we've each chosen two to read today just for this little mini episode to give you an idea. And also, so you guys might know, we, on our Twitter, I'm, trying this on our twitter i've got one of them going in little tiny bites i call them itsy bitsy book bites and i'm doing a twitter every day at noon with a story that a paragraph writing that we did these are not complete stories either so there might there's no beginning middle and end it's just writing so um last week well we're actually still recording on the same day that we did the writer's block because being in quarantine, sometimes this is the easiest way to do it. So we're still in the same clothes. I'm still drinking my same drink. I'm having the uh, vodka soda <laughs> with lime. Um, you're sure is that. Yeah, yeah, This is number two. So this episode might be a little bit more fun than the last episode
1: was. Well, you're
0: drinking something different for this episode. What is it?
1: I am. I'm drinking uh, apple cinnamon and coffee cake tea. Um, which is a black tea and it comes from, um, the, the peacock tea room, um, that we usually go to at the Renaissance festival, but my older sister got me a, uh, present for Christmas that was just an assortment of a tea sampler from, from that tea room. And, um, so I'm, I'm doing this thing to get a little bit more variety in my life during this quarantine where I stick my hand in the bag of all these different teas and mix them up and then pull one out and that's what I end up drinking. So... Uh, apple cinnamon and coffee cake tea and I don't think I'm a fan but it's interesting it's interesting
0: (laughs) yeah that um, you all should go check out the peacock tea room Um, we're not big enough yet to have sponsors or anything so they're not sponsoring us it's just something that we like very much my favorite from theirs that I got I got a sampler from Courtney in Montana also that are uh, they were Christmas ones, I think. I got it for Christmas, so they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and my favorite one of that is, there is this peppermint one, and I liked it so much that I've ordered off his website. It's Chef Randy. He is the coolest dude. You should go check it out. Peacock Tea Room. Just Google it. If you can order from them, that would be wonderful because they, it is tough right now on people during this quarantine, and there is no Renaissance Festival. Obviously, it was canceled, so if you all could help him out, that would be wonderful. And their teas are amazing, lots to choose from. And there is a sampler pack. So if you don't know what you want, take the sampler pack. And there's some of yeah. those that are really good.
1: The one that I was drinking um for our last episode that we just recorded was a red tea and it was it was awesome. So red and then this tea. is a yeah, and this one's a black tea and then it's got green teas in it and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot.
0: And and, and then there's always the vodka sodas with lime that you can do too. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is about our paragraph writing, and yep. we each pick two little pieces, and so we'll take turns reading them. So if you want to start, Taylor, that would be
1: great. Sure. We titled this one Reverie, um, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. The park relaxed me. A river cut through, cut through its heart to twist away way at the south end. I fell in love with it every time I came here. Now I was sitting at its edge, my bare feet breaking the current. Swimming would have been better. Sweat dripped down my spine, but I didn't have time for the luxury. A twig snapped behind me, jerking jerking me out of my reverie to scan the trees over my shoulder. All I saw was sun-dappled trunks and empty space. He was there, though. I could feel it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I liked the the description we did with it. And then even though it was really short, I liked where we ended it. uh, Because it kind of left me being like, well, who's there, Uh, first of all? You obviously knew he was there. So what are you doing, just sitting on at the river with your feet in it? Like what's going on? Um, Like
0: the description in that one. That was that was nice. I mean, you could actually feel her feet dripping in sitting. You know, dunking. We've all done that. Sat with our feet in water as it as it moves by us. How how cool is that? So that's what we do. We start a paragraph, and I can't even tell which of us has written which. We're very good at mimicking whatever tone and style that the other one has written. It's a really good technique to practice that when, you know, we talked about voice and style before and to be able to do a story where you can pick up what someone else has written and make it sound the same where it's not obviously which one wrote, which part is yeah. really neat. There, Every now and then I can tell because there are some words that I use that I always use and some words that you use And so I'm like, ah, Taylor wrote that one. Yeah. But I chose one called Demon Magic. Okay. And it's longer than the one you've got. And sometimes we write a lot before we get tired of it, or we get to a point where it needs to actually have a plot. So that, and some of these paragraph writings, we thought of turning into books. We do want to write a book together. And so we are, I think Witch Wall might've been a paragraph writing to start with. I'm not positive.
1: Probably was, but I don't remember.
0: And I think bookstore, the bookstore one, we tried to write and we got stuck. We get stuck. We I haven't think we figured still out.
1: do that one. I like the bookstore one. It would be really cool.
0: I do too. We just have a hard time figuring out this writing together thing because we're both independent writers, but Alana Andrews does it. They, a husband and wife team, and we actually met them at, uh, was it Dragon
1: Con when we talked to them? Yep. I think it was DragonCon 2018.
0: Okay. And we talked to them and we asked them, how do you, how do you do that? How do you write as a team? And they couldn't really answer it. It's just second nature to them. And I think it's something that each team, if you're going to write as a team has to figure out how to do. I mean, you got to think that the people that wrote Buffy, there was a whole team of of writers that did that for the screenplay. You've got to come up with your group has got to come up with a way to do it. And we will, we're going to write a book together um right now we're just getting our own out there yeah so all right so this one is called demon magic icy winds slashed his face and the rain hammered an evil dance upon his head he shrunk into his tattered coat face tucked into the thin collar which he pulled up as a barrier against the storm he kept to the shadows though the chances of being caught in this storm were slim no one in their right mind would brave the streets in this kind of weather the menacing cracks of thunder so prone to loosing demon magic down upon the cobblestones. Lightning flashed, illuminating the street as he walked along its edges. Somewhere, and somewhere close, based on the boom of the thunder that followed a mere second after the flash, monsters woke. Storms like these didn't bother him, but they brought hell upon others. He didn't know why he was different from the monsters born of these storms, since he was born of one himself, but he chose not to dwell on it. Demon magic was to be snuffed out as quickly as possible after a storm cleared. He was lucky to have made it this long. They felt like brothers, the monsters in the storm. It saddened him that most wouldn't make it to dawn, unable to hide in plain sight as he did. That they were evil was not a question, although evil was a matter of perspective, he supposed. They would call him evil if they knew. Somehow he hid it well, walking among the vapid men and women and children, as though, as though one of them, as though he too were a mere simpering fool, devoid of magic, devoid of life. It was, only the, it was only during the storms that he felt alive, vibrant even. Another flash of lightning foretold yet another crash of glorious thunder. The light caught movement to his right among the skeletal branches of the bony trees that gathered beyond the, wo- the road, as though huddled together in fear of the storm. She stared at him. Her blonde hair plastered to her face, wisps covering her features like that of a drowned corpse. Her eyes reflected the golden streaks of lightning as she watched him standing silent and still. Not dancing, not laughing, just watching him. Who was she? Not human, that was certain. Nothing human could look like her, could feel like her. The steady downpour of rain gave way to a light drizzle that set his skin tingling but he refused to take his eyes from her. He locked himself into a staring contest, certain that if he looked away, she would disappear. He didn't want her to. Unfortunately, he didn't have time. As the storm moved on, the hunting parties would take to the streets, and if they were caught outside, drenched and intact, they would become targets. He took a step toward that strange woman, that woman that he began to suspect was something like himself. She turned away at the movement and vanished. Noise erupted from the town center. The men gathering pitchforks, shovels, and other metal known to dispel the demon magic. He shuddered, glancing once more to where the woman had disappeared. Not even he could do that, and right now it would be a handy spell to have. Grunting, he shuffled along the wet cobblestones, hurrying towards his hovel and out of sight. He caught sight of two brothers still dancing in the rain that shone with the morning light, casting rainbows of iridescent color too bright to his eyes. He shook his head as he swept past the monsters who laughed and twirled in their momentary and soon-to-be-final exhilaration of life in this world.
1: Nice. There was a really good description in that one.
0: It was. That's why I chose it. We did a really good job, and it went back and forth, and I don't honestly know which paragraph you wrote and which paragraph I, I wrote. Yeah, it I was, was
1: thinking that as you were going through it. It didn't sound disjointed or anything because, you know, you know, we do these paragraph writings and we get to a point where we're like, OK, I don't know where to go anymore. And we just stop doing them. And I don't always, you know, go back and read them. So it's it's interesting to hear them now and realize I, I don't know who was doing what. what I-, I loved
0: that. I love the story. It's not in first person, which we often write in first person.
1: I was going to point that out because most of the time, most of my stories, I want to say, you know, are first person.
0: I think I started this one but I can't tell where I stopped and where you started. Yeah. I mean, you picked it up and mimicked whatever I did or vice versa if you started it. I I think I started it, but I love the description. I think a lot of times when I start a paragraph writing, it's because I want to work on some specific thing. (coughs) And I think it was probably description in this one. Yeah. Because we did a good job on that and there is a lot of description the rain hammered an evil de- dance upon his head. I mean, that, that, I love that. And so, yeah, this could turn into a story. We could write a book with this. How, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious about him and I'm curious about her and what are they and why are they monsters and where do these monsters from the storm come from and why? I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I love what we do.
1: Yeah, no, that was, that was good. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. Um, the next one I have is called uh, Subway, and I don't remember why I picked this one, so I guess we'll, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I think you started this one, just based off the, uh, the first sentence. <laughs>
0: okay, probably.
1: Why did rush hour have to suck so much? I shoved my way through the crowd that was, just shoving, that was shoving back just as savagely against me. I was late, so I shoved harder. If I didn't make it onto the subway, I was so fired. Where did you get that, a large man demanded. He stopped in front of me and was barring my way. Couldn't he have his conversation somewhere else rather than on the platform blocking my way? I stepped to the side to move around him. He stepped back in front of me. I asked you where you got that. I looked up into his face. He was looking at me, and I glanced around for who who else he might be talking to, but he kept staring at me. Excuse me, I said, trying to slip around him again. The subway had pulled pulled up to the station, and the doors swished open, awaiting the crowds. I had precious seconds before they slipped closed and I was fired. You're being rude, little girl, the man stated, coming into my bubble of personal space. It happened a lot here in this city, but usually not intentionally. The glare on this man's face indicated just how intentional it was. I'm trying to get on the train, I said, smiling in that noncommittal way we do when when here in the city. Not with that, you're not. What are you talking about, I demanded, still looking for a way to slip around him. I was so fired. The man grabbed the collar of my jacket. It was too big for me, but I used it just to get to work. It had some weird symbol stitched into the back, as well as the front left shoulder. My father had given it to me a few months before he had died, and the sentiment made me a little grouchy when someone grabbed it like the man was doing now. Get your hands off me, I snapped, jerking back. He didn't let go, but I had bumped into another person by mistake. Sometimes I forgot why I loved living in the city. This jacket doesn't belong to you, the man growled. He snatched me forward, forcing me off balance. I'm going to call the cops, I warned him, sounding less confident than I had hoped. He had at least a foot of—he had at least a foot over me in height, and it was a little daunting, to say the least. He laughed, spittle flying from his lips. "You do that, girl, but I'll be needing the jacket first.
0: Wow, that kind so of gives me chills. That's—that was pretty good.
1: I think I picked that one because I liked the story um, and I liked the setting of this city, because you could kind of feel—you know, she's trying to get around, she's in a rush, and. Um, you know there are all these people around her, and this guy is in her personal space, and she's just like, "I just want to get to my job. I'm going to be fired." Um, so you've already got stakes like she's about to lose her job, and she probably will because she's late. And you know you've got these two characters that you don't have no idea. You know what? Why does he want that jacket? And it was her father's jacket, so why does she have it? And like why right. does why did her father have it? And that kind of thing. So um, I like I think, that too. I think that's why I picked that one
0: that one's got a lot of potential. I, you really could feel the setting. Maybe we were working on setting in that
1: one. Yeah, maybe because
0: that you really could feel the city and the bustle and the crowds and you know, there is when you're in the city, there is a lack of personal space, but it's if anybody if any of you all know a city, A lot of times you're jostling, but there's no, it doesn't feel wrong because y'all are just trying to get where you're trying to go. But this one brought the sense of, you know, he was definitely invading her personal space on purpose. How interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. This one is called daddy and I didn't read it all the way through, but I liked how it started. So hopefully it continues as, as well as I liked the beginning. Daddy, are we the bad guys? I looked down at my tiny daughter's face, her eyes filled with concern. Not concern about the nasty wind blowing into our hiding spot, or the wind that splattered above and dribbled into the crevices around us, but concern that we might be the bad guys. As I looked out of our hidden alcove above the burning city and watched the smoke covered the once majestic buildings, I honestly didn't know. No, I told her, if only to make her feel better. Her delicate hand wrapped around my fingers. She seemed to be reassured by my words, which was enough for me. She didn't need to know the affairs of her father. All she needed to know was that I would keep her safe. What do we do now, Daddy? She asked in that small voice of hers. Wait for the rain to stop, I answered gruffly. I thought we could get away away to the next city before the storm, but it had blown in with a wicked speed that caught me off guard. We were stuck, at least for the moment. I wanted to make a fire for her, something to warm her tiny frame in her tattered rags that were all that remained of her once pristine and expensive outfit. I remember her mother buying the matching set, and I had winced at the polka dots in bright, vivid colors. I shut down that pain and pulled my child closer to my chest, using my body to warm her. There would be no fire tonight. They would see it. And if they saw it, they would find us. And if they found us. I shook off that thought pulling her closer when a burst of lightning lit the sky with fingers of fire and thunder cracked so loudly that she put her tiny hands to her ears. Would that we could fend off the other dangers so easily, simply covering, our, simply covering our eyes and ears and making them disappear. I felt a rush of pain and something more, something fierce. I would protect this child at all costs. I had already done so at the cost of her mother. I swallowed, rocking a bit on my heels to soothe her. We would make it. We had to. It became clear, however, that it would take an absurd amount of effort. Our hiding spot rested above the burning city. I had checked it myself, and nothing threatening had jumped at me. I missed something, though, because one moment we were looking out over our burning city, and the next we were falling through the air, toppling, toppled over the edge over the ledge of our hidden alcove. I struggled to hold on to Clara, pinning her tightly with one arm to my chest. With the other, I reached out for some kind of handhold, anything to stop the momentum which seemed to be gathering with each second. What I grasped caught my fingers, tangling them, slowing our descent. Clara made no noise, just hid her face against my chest, and my heart swelled with pride that a four-year-old could have such courage. I gritted my teeth as my arm yanked against its socket, nearly dislocating my shoulder. My fingers grasped tightly at a net. We were caught in a net. I shook my fingers, trying to disengage from the ropes that held my fingers in twisted knots. It didn't matter. The rest of the net scooped around us, and I looked up where it gathered over our heads. Beyond the junction where the knots tangled impossibly tight was the ship. They had found us. I muttered a curse, and Clara looked up at my face from where she still grasped where she still clasped against my chest. What is it, Daddy? Nothing, Clara. We're going to be fine, I promised. Anything to make her feel safe. We were dragged into the ship and dropped onto the deck. I gave the men that surrounded us a snarl, but they only laughed as the ropes that held, held me kept me from doing anything threatening. A tall woman in brown leather, in a brown leather coat appeared from the doorway beneath some wooden stairs. She held an air of authority, and the men around us tensed at her sudden presence. That was it. <laughs> That's it don't you want
1: to know what happens next i do that was an interesting one yeah
0: i, I think i liked it too because of the uh description
1: mm-hmm.
0: the storm yeah you know um the the t- we got the sense of that tiny frail child and the the strength that the father wanted to have to protect her at all costs and yeah. apparently did uh leading to the death of the mother somehow
1: right no, I think I had great description. And again, I couldn't really tell where we switched off. Um, oh, me either. Absolutely. From one writer to the other. So yeah. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. And then um, I feel like there were parts of it that could have been done better in terms of like dialogue and getting across transitions and that kind of thing, which isn't surprising based on, I mean, you
0: know, and these aren't edited. This is just right. straight. We're not allowed to edit. We just write back and forth. So to me, I mean. This is not like we're saying, oh, this is work ready to be published. This is just raw data. Right. That yeah. we have. And I'm pretty impressed with what I what we've all read today based yeah. on that fact. It's not edited. It's just pure writing, which, you know, from our last episode, this really is a great way to get over writer, writer's block. I hope that you all have a partner out there that you can write with. It's so wonderful for us to be able to do that. Yeah. You Which know, some,
1: if you don't too, there are lots of like Facebook groups and stuff that you can join too to work on writing together. And I'm sure there are people out there who would love to do like a creative writing group doing these types of things or something.
0: Yeah, or even sentence writing like you do. Yeah. Where you know each group of that Facebook group could could give they could take turns giving each other sentences. But I really like this having to pick up where someone else left off that is not an easy thing to do. And we've done, I think on these four examples have done a really good job.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And they're a lot of fun to do. They are fun. They're very fun to do.
0: We need to do some more. I'm ready to do some more. After reading this, whatever writer's block I've got is gone because I want to yep. do some right. more right now.
1: That's yeah. When you were as you were finishing that one, and we got to the woman with the leather jacket, and everybody tensed when she got out there, and I was like, "Okay, what happens next?" And, but you know, I was also thinking, "Oh, this is like actually really interesting." I'd be, you know, I want to write more, and I want to, you know, write yeah. my own stuff and and that kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely. I think I think it can be inspiring to practice writing
0: on just random stuff and I think so
1: too so
0: I'll I'll plan to do more of these on Instagram the little itsy bitsy book bites which I think is clever and I'll um post every day at noon and right now we've got one called beware the riches of witches yes and I posted my third part of that one today okay So y'all go check that out. It's on our Instagram, which is eat, drink, write us. See, I think it's actually podcast at EDW or at EDW podcast
1: on Twitter. uh, Yeah.
0: At, at podcast EDW, I think is what they they gave us on Twitter and I couldn't change it because I, I tried to make all our social media recognizable, but they wouldn't let me choose that one. So that's that, but that, that was, a little taste of what we do with our paragraph writing that we keep talking about. We will, this is our mini episode, So we'll have a new post come next Tuesday and hopefully we're giving you some boredom busting during this okay. quarantine time.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So thank you guys very much. Um, let me go ahead and remind you all of our website. It's eat, drink, write Please be safe, stay inside and take care.
1: Thanks guys.